You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly. Hello and welcome to another episode of Allegedly NYC. I'm Nomi Ruiz. I'm Eva Sanjurjo. And we are your go-to girls for all the tea, all the time. 24 hours. Five days a week. On our backs. On on top. (laughs) (laughs) From angles. Full frontal. (laughs) We're all about a full frontal. Mm, I'm not shy. Um, (laughs) Allegedly, NYC is supported by Wine and Spirits. Yes. And you can um, check out their site at wineandspiritsmagazine.com. Yes. And today, you know what? We're going to go to France. Do you feel like traveling? Yeah. Do do you have your passport, girl? Fuck it. Fuck it, let's do it. I lost mine. I think it's in my office. I can't find you it anywhere. Like next week. Seriously, because I'm going to Mexico and I don't want to go by myself. Oh my god, girl! I have a bikini and suntan <laughs> lotion and lube. Let's do it. Oh my god, I forgot. Allegedly, it's international. I could tell them like about. My oh my kids. god, like, oh, we're like we just found it. We're like totally international. We're international. We did our like guys are totally we, international. We checked our statistics <laughs> and users are listening like all over the world. And hola. <laughs> <laughs> Yasu. <laughs> so yeah, let's drink this. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. Let what me give you a little. Drink? Let me give you a little tea here. Okay. Give us um, a little background check. Let me give you a little background. This is called. Remember, you were gonna help me out with this. All right. This is called. Bourgogne. Bourgogne. <laughs> Thank you. It's from France. And um, <laughs> if I met a guy that only said that, I'd be like, down. You're like, you know what? <laughs> I what really should... like you. Bourgogne. I was like, so you want to come back to my place? <laughs> Does that mean you want to come back to my place? <laughs> okay, so this bitch is light bodied mm-hmm. with dark berry fruit flavors with a short finish. I can't. I, like, wine people are, oh like, God, so perverted. I can't. Like, Did you say beyond. a short finish? It has a short finish. <laughs> what the fuck's a short finish? I don't know, but I don't want to meet him. <laughs> We're about to find out. Oh, girl, let me pour this bitch. <laughs> I'm curious to find out what's a short finish. We'll find out in two seconds. All right. Okay. Thanks, girl. Yeah. And today we also have a very special guest, Miss Honey Dijon. We love Honey. DJ Honey Dijon. We love a lot of Honey in our tea, don't we? International <laughs> superstar DJ Honey Dijon, Miss Honey Dijon. She really She'll just be knows here. how to put us on a dance floor. <laughs> I've been trying to get her on here since like last summer, I guess. Yeah. I'm just like, girl. But she's like, she's so busy. She's so busy. She's so busy. Insanely busy, but gag work. Yes, it worked out. So yes, she'll be joining us too. Yes, she is. So, so girl, shit's happening. <laughs> the girl, world is ending. The world is ending, and I've been trying to avoid it. Girl, we've been ducking, dodging, ducking, dodging bullets. Yeah, you know, I hate talking about politics. Like it, I it's love like it. My pet peeve. <laughs> it is my pet peeve. Pet peeve at a workplace when everyone has different views. But it's cute when you and I have a kiki and me and my friends who are like minds it. And you know what? I have some Republican friends and they're like gagging and I'm like, where do you vote in room? But um, go on. It's a lot. But I, I just lot. hate because like, you know, I'm an artist and I like to like, by the way, I understand what a short finish is. Girl. Did you get it? Yeah. It's just like, there you go. The flavor is I'm done. looking for my panties. I'm ready to go. <laughs> 
I'm like, where's my keys? You're like, you know what? <laughs> How far are you? Yeah. Uber says it's like 10 minutes away. Someone asked me the other night, I was like, oh, what time did you get, uh, what time did you go to bed? I was like, oh, I'm like 11. I'm like, what time? <laughs> but when I got home, <laughs> it was two. It was <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, go um, on. So yeah, we're trying not to talk about politics, but it's becoming Girl. very unavoidable these days. Girl. So you know, here at allegedly, we want this place to be, you know, a safe space where you can come and laugh and escape from all that bullshit. Girl. But since we have to talk about it, we're gonna address politics only through pop culture. Right. Girl, give me a beat. Okay. <laughs> so mm. first up. The Woman's March, honey. Girl. So let's we address... both there. We were both... We were, you, did West, you did West Coast. I did East Coast. Yes. It was beautiful. It and was we were pretty. texting. We, so we're really together. <laughs> we just kept texting each other photos of yeah. people's political signs, which oh, were hilarious. There were, some of them were amazeballs. My favorite one was like the potato head ones. <laughs> and then the like Ronald McDonald ones. Yeah. I had one that I saw there was one sign. <laughs> She's like... Um, you're so vain. I, I bet you think this march is about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> there was also one that was like, this is the worst episode of uh, Black Mirror ever. <laughs> but you were around good folks. I was around good folk. And it was just amazing. It was good energy. It was oh, just good it. to realize that like there are other people out there that are not fucking insane assholes. Yeah. And that I can be in a large group setting and not feel anxious and weird and I like everyone we can all get together and it was just beautiful make each other feel cool heal each other for a moment it was very cathartic and it was it was it was awesome because i i come from a a, a woman <laughs> my mother as who, we all do yeah <laughs> uh that uh was was such a, a activist fighter i was oh i was a kid like stuffy envelope for the first like woman to run for anything in the bronx and all that kind of stuff so this was kind of I was walking for her. I was walking for my sisters. I was, we were walking for each other. It was fucking awesome. It was fun. Yeah. Go on. Well, one lady who supported or, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're going to start by dragging our favorite fair weather feminist, Mm. Taylor Swift. That bitch. Girl. (laughs) What'd she have to say? So. Or didn't say. Millions of people (laughs) participated in the Women's March. Right. Which happened on January 21st, if mm. you didn't know. Yeah. And many stars showed their face, like Rihanna, Ariana Grande, Madonna, Alicia Keys, and many, many more. Mm. Others decided to stay home and tweet about it and said, <laughs> <laughs> such as our favorite bodega bitch, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Bodega. Bodega. Who also, okay. <laughs> who also, uh, uh, they, they, you know, Took a minute out of their lives this week to bork boycott fucking what is fucking happening right now. So no one got a bacon egg and cheese either. <laughs> um, well, Swift usually remains silent about her political views. Right. She says, I don't talk about politics because it might influence <laughs> other people. And I don't think that I know enough yet in life to be telling people who to vote for. So she then fueled her. <laughs> I, first of all, you're Taylor Swift. <laughs> Is amazing. Thanks. It's really spot on. I've been working. I've been working on it. <laughs> it's like my go-to white girl voice. It I think really of. is. Is that racist? I don't know. <laughs> Can't ask me. Let us know if that's racist. Let me know. Contact email us. us. Yeah, email, yeah. Yeah, Please do. Please do. 
Well, Swift, after she made this stupid statement, she started to promote her brand over several years as a feminist who encourages women to like stick together. Hi, squad. She had her hey, squad. squad. Hey, squad. Um, the, well, in the big, remember when she released that stupid 1989 album? I can't stand that album. Girl, that was when she was like in New York. Yeah. And doing she her thing. Like, hey. Hey. Um, She's like, I went above 14th Street. <laughs> Well, she, exactly. <laughs> well, she did a full in-depth profile in Rolling Stone, which mm. noted that earlier in her career, mm. Swift deflected questions about feminism because right. she didn't want to alienate male fans. But these days, she's proud to identify herself as a feminist. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> good job, bitch. Yeah, good job. Well, like we said, she's known for leading her powerful squad of famous women, and she frequently talks about how they empower each other. <sighs> she even directed her Grammy speech for Album of the Year toward young women, urging them to stay focused when other people, a.k.a. Kanye West, Bird. try to take credit for their success. Right. So now people, including her own fans, are saying that um, Swift's tweet about the Women's March is just an example of the pop star co-opting feminism for her brand, mm. but not taking action or misunderstanding the concept altogether. Yeah. Like, I told you, I should show you that sign. It says, to, at Taylor Swift, or like Twitter feed. Uh, was it, um, was, she said, white silence is violence. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So here are some of my favorite anti-Taylor Swift. Swift tweets. Ah, yes. Go. Just a couple. I love this. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm drooling a little bit. As a fan of yours, Mm. this is some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You do. (laughs) I didn't write it. I promise. (laughs) You do not get to pick and choose when feminism benefits you. This was like, I was just excited. I recently wrote on my Facebook. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of all these men out of nowhere being like, I'm so pro fe- pro female. I'm yeah. like a feminist. I'm no. on your side. Yeah. I'm like donating to this. I'm doing that. And I I'm can't. like, meanwhile, I know this dude treats women like shit. shit. Like a few yeah. dudes. And I'm like, I could name all of you right now. I can, we can call you out right now, to be I'm honest. I'm like, you're cheating on five girls. Yeah. You make one feel like she's garbage. One gave it SCD. And <laughs> you're spreading diseases. Yeah. And then you talk about being a feminist. Yeah. And I'm like, um, um, let me, let's you know, give you why a don't proper you sit definition. Down right now? Why don't you take a seat? Yeah. See a psychologist. Yeah. And then come back and try to go to the clinic. To be on our side. Yeah. Go to the clinic first. Anyway. Yeah. This is not pointed. That was clearly not pointed. <laughs> Another fan tweeted and said, Taylor should be going to the Women's March. Ariana, Demi, Miley, so many others are going. I think Taylor should have gone. Sorry, not sorry. Oof. And like we mentioned earlier, there was also a um, <laughs> a bodega protest. Really? So, you know, Taylor Swift she was there. She loves a bodega. She actually showed up to that. She did? Yeah. I have her speech. Allow me to <laughs> highlight some important New York vocabulary words. First word. Bodega. A bodega is a corner store that's open pretty much 24 hours most of the time. Except you can get thing. almost anything in a bodega. I've been Bodegas now I want to rob her. Girl, Another I important really... New York City vocabulary word is the word stoop. In the I South can't. and I, pretty I, much anywhere I else. Can't. I'm getting my blood. Part... I feel my blood boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, girl. Too Bye. soon. Too soon. <laughs> All right. So the next thing we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is... The immigration ban. 
So let's talk about the immigration ban, but through the eyes of Rihanna <laughs> and Azalea Banks. <laughs> she does not shut up. Just shut up. Girl, put on an album. Cause those, you know, go she, to the she, studio. Just go to the studio. Put everything out in the studio. But go on. So the feud started when Rihanna <laughs> tweeted against the executive order that many are calling a Muslim ban. Mm. She tweeted and the tweet said, Word. disgusted. The news is devastating. America is being ruined right before our eyes. What an immortal pig you have to be to implement such bullshit. So then Azalea Banks took to Instagram because really? as we know, her ass was banned from Twitter. Yeah. She's like, I... For being a racist yeah. psycho. <laughs> so she went on a rant on Instagram, which... You know, it's always hilarious to me when people post text on Instagram. I'm like, this is not the point of Instagram. I thought it was about pictures and filters. It's images. I love images. Like, don't fuck with my timeline. Do not. I, guess what? If you're going to put a paragraph and if it's, I am not going to, there's a good chance I'm not going to read I it. I don't want to see a screen grab of your, like, messages. Although ours are pretty funny. <laughs> we do have good ones. And we may do that. No, no, me and I have been doing some vulgar th- things on Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Venmo's been hilarious. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Venmo. Follow us on Venmo. Because <laughs> we're disgusting. Because it's just so stupid. Like, I why know. do people want to show I don't people how you... we exchange money? No. So I sent, sent yeah. money. I sent <laughs> Nomi money for $13 and I put an abortion <laughs> with, the, with the woman with the pregnant belly <laughs> emoji. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> you should follow us on Venmo and send yeah, us so money like, on Venmo. Yeah, I'll take, I take 20. Do we take 20s and 40s? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Azalea Banks took to Instagram. I, I bet you if they ban her from Instagram, she will then go to Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, she totally would. It's like hilarious. Yeah. Um, so she took to Instagram and she went on a rant. Word. And I honestly don't, I don't have the patience to go through the whole Girl. thing because I'm just over her. But here's Girl, a, a little beat. portion said. I feel like we talk about, but she gives us stuff. We talk about her a lot because... She's because we like we like indie things that don't really make the mainstream, and she will always be that girl. She's, because that's all she got. She's gonna be stuck. She's not giving us a beat. Might as well give us a fucking kiki. Girl, you're stuck in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Word. Girl. Were you watching the thing that day? You were. I was watching Fraggle Rock the other day. I love Fraggle Rock. Anyway, stoners. She said, <laughs> "Stop chastising the president. Yeah. It's stupid and pathetic to watch. Mm. All of these confused people confuse other confused people. Hoping the president fails is like getting on an airplane and hoping the pilot crashes." She then deleted it, which is another thing I don't fucking understand. Why people post shit and then delete them right after? If you're gonna stand by your bullshit, stand by it. Like the internet. It's forever. Yeah. Once you post that shit, it's there I'm going to screen grab it. <laughs> we all have done that. Girl. Girl. We've Girl. I've been a victim of that shit. Down. It's like, oops, they spill my tea online. Yep. Girl, my tea spills Everyone every day. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. So then Azalea began texting Rihanna directly, right. accusing her of being a sex and drug addict. Or, ooh. Rihanna, of course, then rumor. took things to the next level <laughs> mm. by doing what we just described, screen grabbing the texts Oof. and tweeting them with the n- phone number included. Who did that? Rihanna. Word. So basically she, 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 text, she showed everyone what Azalea was texting her and showed her phone number. <gasps> so then Azalea retaliated once again and posted Rihanna's phone number on Instagram. That's a f- hello. Update. Both phone numbers have been changed. 
Girl, I should. We, can we make up a beef? <laughs> can you and I make up a cool beef? I'm sure we have a few. I'm sure. I I think we like. I I mean, I've had the same number since 2000. You've had 20 numbers since 2000. Oh my god, I've had 20,000 numbers. <laughs> I, when I type in like I, when I type in Nomi's number to to text or whatever. I get like this whole list of numbers she's had since so many years, and I don't know which ones to delete because I don't know how to remember numbers anymore. My brain doesn't do that anymore, so I just hope for the best. Basically, I'm constantly changing my phone. I was number. like, "Ooh, that didn't go." Okay, really question: good. How many, how many random girls have called you to be like, "Yo, why are you talking to my man?" Has it ever happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> now you know why I changed my number, girl. I'm like, who's calling? No, but in, in my defense. <laughs> I don't know he had a girlfriend. And then <laughs> so also the next political word topic. The next got? topic is Steve Bannon. Our new chief strategist. Our own chief twat. So what do we got? Girl? Our latest news about him comes from Spin magazine. <laughs> That's gonna um, be good. They recently put out a very important article. Mm. The title was, Let's Address the Appointing of White Supremacist Steve Bannon as Chief Strategist. Uh, One unfortunate fact about that is that he looks exactly like LCD Sound System's James Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Can we? (laughs) That's hilarious. Can we talk about your tea with James Murphy? <laughs> what is my tea with James Murphy, girl? Like, did you guys make out? We did not make out. You made out. <laughs> you awful. totally made out. <laughs> oh my god, you made out, <laughs> girl. To edit, edit, edit. Nope. <laughs> Short finish. Girl, has a, this is a real short. <laughs> No, I'm yes, talking about the no, wine. No, no. I'm talking no, no, no. about the Keep wine. Keep it, don't, don't, do not I'm edit this out. <laughs> I'm talking about the wine. It's the wine. Anyway. <laughs> so Beyonce had twins. So, Beyonce's having twins? Yeah, she went to Michael's and did a photo shoot. <laughs> It was so Sears. Girl, she oh was my God, giving so no. Sears. Well, someone said it was JCPenney, and then JCPenney <laughs> wrote back. <laughs> that would no, be amazing. Girl, she went to Michael's, got <laughs> they should. everything, and did a photo shoot with some Well, you chiffon. know like when your mom brings you to like literally yes. to Macy's to girl, go for the I went to the Galleria Mall in White Plains. <laughs> yes. They should legit make a new backboard with just <laughs> like the color yellow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like dry flowers every <laughs> bitch would go like Girl. every Jocelyn I smell a trend that we didn't want to do every bitch from Love and Hip Hop will be there getting their Girl. maternity photos taken at Michael's Girl. <laughs> <laughs> alright going on so wait so wait. so Spin Magazine yeah. posted um a bunch of memes of G- like <laughs> I can't with you girl go on side by side of um <laughs> James Murphy and Steve Bannon and Word. it's pretty hilarious so we're gonna be posting that on not our- for nothing have you ever seen them in the same room <laughs> <laughs> is that a serious question <laughs> I girl imagine you I fucked the republic I did not oh, oh my, my god. god no we fucked a KKK member <laughs> <laughs> you know this bitch has no like she is so cool with getting down with anybody that's no, kidding <laughs> 
I fucked guys in wheelchairs. Yep. Republicans. Republicans. No, Republicans? I don't think I had. I did bang a cop. We, well, it doesn't make... Well, it, you know what? He did move to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> so that was sounds that a little hot Republican. One? He was so gorgeous. Is that the one that you said that looked like Clark, Clark, Clark Kent? Yes. <sighs> and he would like bake cookies. I would wake up and I'd be like, literally <sighs> just like sleeping because I was so exhausted from having sex. <laughs> and then he'd like... I hate you. Wake me up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He'd wake me up. He's like, I just mixed cookies and like literally a coffee and cookies and like a cup of milk and then more sex. And then we'd play like Tomb Raider all night. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> Think about it. It was weird. The video game had a weird aspect Girl, to it all. I am so down for a video game I'm situation so with a down. cookie. But yeah. All right. Well, that's our political hour or whatever. How long? However long that was. <laughs> it went a little left. A little, little. <laughs> so now we have a little some tea, some local tea. Word. Oof. So party monster Michael Alleg. Where's that bitch up to? Seems to be going rogue again. I, I guess her medical uh, <laughs> ankle bracelet is <laughs> off. Off, honey. Off, She's free darling. as a bird. Okay. So we all know, and if you don't, Michael Alec is a famous club kid who was convicted yeah. of manslaughter for the 1996 killing of Angel Melendez. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a movie about it called Party Monster, right. and he was played by... Um, uh, I, uh, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. So since then, he's he's been released from jail and he's, yeah, he's been, been running around now. New York City right. and he's been spotted hanging out with his old party monster crew, including DJ Kiyoki. Jesus. Really? Who was arrested recently for drug possession. You're going to gag at this story. Shush. Or you're going to die. Girl, so, are we at the tunnel right now? For girl, sakes? you're going to die. Do you remember that time though? That was a creepy time because I remember I was a little muffin around this time when this all down, when this all went down. You know, with Michael and stuff. And I remember being so eerie. This is the first time I'm reading about all this. Word? Go on. <laughs> I didn't even know this happened. <laughs> this bitch is lying to you. <laughs> she was there that night. <laughs> so Go Steve on. Lewis, uh-huh. who is another nightlife legend from yeah. that time, who was yeah. an interior designer. He designed Webster Hall. He designed Good Room. And oh. he was there when I opened up the club. Mm-hmm. I DJed. Um, he designed Spa. Spa. Remember spa? So spa. <laughs> so, that was like our go-to place. We would we were kind of fixtures at spa a bit. I felt so famous there. Super famous there. I remember seeing Ron Jeremy there that one one night. We sat next to Ron Jeremy. We sat next to Ron Jeremy one night. I don't know why. Um and there was one night that Nomi thought it was fun. Oh my god, okay. Wait, can I tell this? Can I please? tell this? Okay. <laughs> So there we were at spa and there's this beautiful femme queen named Stephanie Extravaganza. If you're out there, we love you, honey. And don't come for me. So (laughs) she was there and she's, you know, she's always feeling it with her labels head to toe, doing runway. Titties always giving body. Body down. So I'm talking to her and I'm like, and Ava's there with me. And I'm giving body myself. And Ava's done to the gods. We're like I'm not famous. wearing a bra. Shit is gorgeous. We're feeling famous. I'm feeling famous. I'm wearing glitter. We're done. 12 years old. We're not even allowed to be in there. Yeah. We're like yeah. beautiful. <laughs> we were so fucking beautiful. We were so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Do you remember when I was so fucking Remember gorgeous? So, <laughs> so uh, I go to Stephanie and she's like, who's that girl? And I'm like, oh my God, you don't know Ava? <laughs> 
I'm like, she just arrived in New York. She's a new like uh, transsexual from New York. She just got her sex change. She's a sex change. And, and you said she, it was from Puerto Rico. I said she just was imported from Puerto Rico, which was racist on my behalf. <laughs> Puerto Rico is a part it's of a the Commonwealth. US. It's a Commonwealth, but which, we were drunk. So literally, it's fine. this week I've been asked two times when I um, emigrated to New York. Bitch. Okay, here's, uh, here's <laughs> a little okay, side but, note. But, but side note, Puerto Rico is a Commonwealth. It has been since 1947. Just Don't saying. quote me, but yeah. But people are confused with that because they think that we also need to get a passport. Meanwhile, or, those people are all the people that have confused that are not brown. <laughs> not brown. No education. Nope. Mm. Oh, uh, get a book. <laughs> get a history book, bitch. So I tell her that Ava is a an imported sex change from Puerto Rico. She automatically starts coming for me. Feels threatened, and she's, she's like, "I am daggers. the only realness girl. girl in here." She came to, she came for me like it was fucking like it was a latex ball. Girl, it, a latex ball slash fucking Mortal Kombat. They both start battling doing runway. I start runway for my life. Doing runway, giving body, taking their clothes off. Then finally it ended because <laughs> it ended because Stephanie had couldn't didn't know a way to outdo Ava. Yeah. <laughs> so she just got butt naked. Yes. She took off all her clothes took in her, spa. Yes. And then we were like, okay, this is so, I'm done. This is I got cool. I gotta get we a car. We took it too far. I'm tired. I'm actually tired. I think I back to the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> so we just wanted to set the tone for the party monster era. Yes. Well, no, okay. that wasn't that. Old that was ago. that was just one of our party monster <laughs> nights. One of our party monster Jesus nights. Jesus Christ! But I used so, to frequent the tunnel. That's for fucking sure. Anyway, mm. so Steve Lewis, <laughs> who designed Spa, Word. he also would throw outlaw parties with Michael Alec. Word. He recently spoke to Page Six oh. and said that Alec is allegedly returning to his old habits. What does that mean? He says, I've had it. I've been one of his most loyal supporters. I don't want anything to do with him anymore until he gets his shit together. What does that mean? Drugs? He goes on to say, DJ Kyoki was arrested this month when a former NBC producer was found dead in his drug-filled New York City apartment. So let me get you into that tea. So two, two men, the two men that were hanging out with the... NBC producer who died were mm-hmm. arrested and charged with possession of a controlled substance. Oh. One of those men was DJ Kyoki. No. They all had met up earlier in the day. They're and so old. Girl, they're like in their 50s. Word. They all met up earlier in the day and then they all wound up at DJ Kyoki's apartment. Right. They all took a nap and when they woke up, Tom Felty, who was the NBC producer, was dead. Jesus Christ. Girl. Kiyoki called the cops who responded around 5 a.m. They found a trove of drugs that included three large gallon-sized Ziploc bags <laughs> and six half-gallon-sized Ziploc bags containing methamphetamine inside a black bag on top of a cardboard box. That's a night. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> they also found two large Ziploc bags containing cocaine, Word. 100 orange ecstasy pills, Word. 34 molly pills, Gag. 16 additional cat-shaped ecstasy pills, I'm down. 56 <laughs> unidentified additional pills. Word. And $26,985 in cash in a laundry basket. Girl, I would be like, girl, if you can't find me, don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where does DJ Kyoki live? <laughs> girl, that looks like 1996. But don't you think you would like again. put that somewhere else before you call the cops? Right, but when you're a drug, when you're full of body, and there's a dead body, I guess you're not thinking. Yeah, 
The police <laughs> found a duffel bag that contained more drugs, including meth, hundreds of ecstasy pills, rock cocaine, marijuana, and 58 green di- <laughs> diazepam pills. Eggs, milk. <laughs> green Cheese, eggs and ham. Yeah. And uh, toilet paper. Girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ, girl. So Steve Lewis says Michael Alec was planning on even moving into that apartment. Sounds about right. It seems like a dead body follows him wherever he goes. Um, you, and know what? you know what's weird? I couldn't hang out with someone that murdered someone and chopped up their body. I'm sorry. I mean, call me crazy. You know, you know, I love good energy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be no, all new aging and shit, but like, I'm I gotta take people. care of my environment yeah, and I who I surround myself yeah, with. So I'm kind of like into guys who like chop their fucking yeah drug I mean, dealers I stopped up. being friends with people for less than that so <laughs> I think that would really you know make what? me feel weird choices choices <laughs> thank you Tatiana exactly Alec responded to page six by saying I blocked him he's nagging and nagging and I couldn't take it anymore he's like my grandmother or parole officer I can't have that drama queen in my life Alec has not been completely sober since his release from prison. Girl, he wasn't even sober in prison. Girl, I'm sure not. He it was wasn't. very orange. He really wasn't. <laughs> orange is it's the a new, new blog. queen. Yeah. He admits to doing K, which is the drug he was on when he committed the murder. Right on. He said he did it. He, he recently did it to save a friend who was in a K hole. You know, friends. <laughs> <laughs> in his own words, he said, she was in a K hole. So I did a bump of K and said, I'm coming in to get ya. Wow. And then everything was fine. This was last New Year's Eve. He wow. also says he takes Xanax once or twice a week for anxiety. Oh, okay. It's every now and then, nothing major. Just on special occasions. It's like nothing, it's nothing like it was, I swear. Oh, bitch. You can't take, when you're a drug addict, you can't take a little of anything. Mm. Like you can't. That's a topic. Yeah, you just don't dabble. If you're... Trying to be sober and you're an addict, you don't dabble. You break up with all your friends. You break up with anything of that life. And clearly he I hasn't. actually went out with the guy recently who I was warned about because right. my friends were like, be careful with him because he's just, he's a recovering word addict or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Then he told me, he's like, yeah, I'm recovering, but you know, I'm not, I just, I, I can control myself. I do things here and now and then no, here you, and you there. You can't control them, darling. Then he disappeared. Exactly. <laughs> I was like... Or maybe it just wasn't that. I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just. No, didn't I mean, like literally you. that yeah. night, that moment, I was like, "Oh, so he went to the bathroom, and never came back." Like he came guy? back, but it's like a long time. Word, he was doing. And I was hoping my purse was still with me. <laughs> Word. Um. Anyway, so that's that tea. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Old habits are uh, hard to kill, or kill people (laughs) (laughs) so allegedly ariana grande may be pregnant oh christ girl but no it's it's not really true okay so the associated press (laughs) um their twitter account recently tweeted that ariana grande is pregnant Mm -hmm. the tweet read ariana grande is pregnant guess who's the father hashtag ariana grande with a (laughs) photo of ariana grande no and the tweet was quickly deleted and they posted that the tweet had been unauthorized. What is, oh, really? But they're not investigating the mishap. And it's very strange because for a number of reasons. One, because Ariana Grande is allegedly not pregnant at all. Right. Two, the shade of questioning who the baby's daddy is on Twitter. <laughs> on Associated Press. Three, oh. because Associated Press Trades is a non-biased news outlet. They don't do celebrity gossip. So the account must have been hacked. 
which then sucks even more because they are usually like a trade uh, that deals in trust. So like it's one of our most trusted news resources. So even that shit is fucked. Girl. Everyone's getting hacked. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're now we're going to read some fan mail. Oh, people, like cute. people still like us. That's mad cute. Everyone, if you want to just write us and let us know how you're feeling, ask us questions to answer on our yeah. podcast, you can contact us at allegedlynyc at Please. gmail.com. Contact us anytime. We also have a new website, allegedlynyc.com. Oh, just launched, launched. Thank you, Kevin, Thanks, for helping Kevin. us out with that. Thank you. We really appreciate you. I owe you cheesecake. <laughs> it's coming. That bitch loves the cheesecake. Pat the pussy, so, pat the pussy, pat the pussy. <laughs> Our first letter comes from the UK. Work. Her international, international darling. darling. Her name's Paloma. Work. She says, Dear like Nomi. Dear Nomi and Ava. Hey girl. My name is Paloma, and I want to start off by saying how much I love you and, and have enjoyed your podcast over the weeks. Aww. I find your humor and the chemistry between yourselves so real and hilarious. It's funny because I hate your guts. <laughs> My love and appreciation of NYC and city life has definitely grown. I live in a small town in the UK and it's dead as opposed to city life. Girl, you can stay at my place. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering whether you can help me by giving me your perspective on big life changing events happening all at once. Okay, go. I have recently been accepted into university and got a demanding part-time job on the side and with family stuff, three weddings and one funeral Ah, to attend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so overwhelmed physically and emotionally. I try to take things as they come, but I find I have scarcely any time to myself. I'm 19. My life is changing drastically and I'm afraid that my studies will suffer as a result. Oh girl, you could do this. You could do this. So Fuck my, your family. <laughs> Wait, let, 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 let me let you finish. So my, <laughs> so, no, I was like, it's you know, it's really funny. My sister called me the other night, right? And I'm not gonna tell you exactly what she was saying, but I was not giving the best advice in the world. And Nomi's hearing me, and the other, she's like, "That's the worst advice you've ever given." Like literally, I'm listening, and Ava says it so whimsically. She's like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's totally fine." <laughs> And I'm like, no, girl. <laughs> Don't listen to her. Don't do it. Okay, sorry. Go on. So she goes on. So my question really is, has anything like this happened to you guys? Word. And what advice do you have for a girl like me to get through? Mm. Um, the last thing I want to do is sound ungrateful because getting into university and getting a job has been my goals throughout secondary high school. And I'm sure people get through worse in life, but I can't help this feeling of being overwhelmed by so many things happening all at once. Thanks for your time, Paloma. Oh, hey, Paloma. That is a lot. And I remember when I was in college Mm -hmm. and I was working a full-time job and I was working on my music career and I was like 24-7, like fully overwhelmed by all yeah. that shit yeah yeah and i actually made the decision to quit college yes that's right you left me behind i did i'm sorry we're both at fit <laughs> i was because <laughs> i went i went to fit because i thought i was like preparing myself for like in case music didn't work out i have like a backup plan bitch those are two struggles <laughs> yeah and then i realized i'm like wait this is another struggling yeah, art form exactly. like i'm not studying like psychology Pick a struggle. i yeah. should have studied psychology you were great at that but the, i escaped i had to escape through art school because i would have been bullied my whole life in high school anyway so i made that decision and it worked out for me because i had more time to work right and then make more money Mm -hmm. to pay for studio time right 
to do this thing. So it was like I had to kind of like sit down, put everything out in front of me and Mm -hmm. see where I was spreading myself out too thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then like pick my focus. Yeah, pick your focus. I could could relate to that myself. And I never go to weddings or funerals. (laughs) FYI. Yeah. Well, actually, we were going to weddings at that time because our best friend Jason was getting married around the time that we were... I was I was in school yes, still. That was a good wedding. And you you were doing you were doing your music thing, and I was trying to finish because both of you had both of you left me actually, because <laughs> we all started at the same time, and I was still trying to finish and the well, finishing and whatnot. And around that time, my mom my mom got breast cancer, so I was trying to finish college. Going with my mom going through breast cancer, uh, making sure she's okay, like basically taking care of her, and doing finals and trying to make a fucking dress whatever the fuck i was doing so you know what, what? get in the, the end of the, yeah the, in, in the end of the day i graduated from uh, college my mom was there with her with her silk wrap around her hair around her head with her big earrings she refused to wear a wig she was all about the silk scarves and the big jewelry so you know what if you could survive this you i mean we've both been through it and we yes. are here right now and I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life with struggle and everything I've ever been through and bad boys, good boys, career choices, whatever. Choices, choices, we're, we're, choices. we're we're both here and we're we're kind of living out we we whatever I'm still in fashion, you're doing music. Together we do fashion shit. We're always collaborating with each other and we're still here. Yeah. It sounds like you're achieving your goals, girl. These are good yeah. problems to have. This is a cute problem, girl. It's a cute problem. Yeah. You're lo- one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Don't, don't, but you know, just don't get a boyfriend. Just fuck boys. Totally. Don't get a boyfriend. Don't let them fuck your shit up. If you add a boy to this cute <laughs> mix with like. Yeah, it sounds like you have enough going on. Don't, don't divide dick. No. I mean. Only, only to fuck, but don't let them go in your head. <laughs> was that good advice? <laughs> Am I good that at this? Great, Ava, you're so good. You're the best Mommy, mentor. Mommy, did I do a good job? You're such a good mentor. Like A plus, A plus. Thanks, girl. All right, so now we're going into some new music. Word. Um. First up is mm. a song I recently became super obsessed with. Girl, it's real cute. And it's because I went to LA. And our friend and fan of the show, Angelica. Oh, I live for her. She, we were having a long car ride, feeling West Coast, like full of Lana Del Rey. Uh, and then she just threw this track on, and I was like, "She gave you it. just destroyed my life." Yes. Like, what is this song? I love those kind of presents. What is going on? Yes. And it is a song called "Mascara" by Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine spelled with a Z. Oof. It's off her album titled "Reality Show." Oh yeah. It's an amazing album from beginning to end. Um, she says on this album, she felt like she had a story to tell. She took a four year break after her first album. Mm. She said that she struggled to return. She felt like, uh, she couldn't find anything lovable about herself Mm. and was beginning to consider doing drugs, but she made it through. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) or maybe she had a little bit because this is very, you know, Mary J. Blige's best albums was on when she was on cocaine and she was still living in fucking Yonkers and she was fucking (laughs) Jonesy. Word. So this album's giving me very that. Oof. So I'm assuming there was a line involved. You know, gag that you say when she was still fucking the guy from Jodeci, because I was literally, like, crazy yesterday, was listening to a unplug with with Mary J and the guy from Jodeci. God, I can't think of his name. Jojo. Word. Because you know that they were together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were singing, and they were like... 
he sings down. She has his. She has her arm around him. They're like, ow! Oh, it was so wasted. good. Wasted. Wasted. Oh, cheers to that shit. I missed that. It was when she was like Stevie Nicks. Word. Now she's like, not. You know, she's doing her thing about word. Oof. Yeah, but not in no defense. Yeah, no, no, no defense. Just different. Just different choices. Choices. So, <laughs> she said she named her album Reality Show because she says reality TV is all you see. Mm. That's where society is at. Mm. I named it that because even I was affected by that. Word. She says, it's all I watched. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> you and I are... I don't know. Uh, fun fact. Nomi and I watched Love and Hip Hop New York for the past few weeks now. Love and, and Hip Hop everything for the past... How long? So, uh, whatever. When it we never started. stops. <laughs> it's like even if we're once like... once we finish New York, Atlanta's going to start. So we're like basically booked. It's like too much. It is too much, but we make a thing out of it. We eat dinner and we watch it. Yeah. It's kind of a thing. And I swear I'm really trying hard not to have blue hair. She's trying <laughs> so hard. And I'm trying so hard to buy less Lycra. <laughs> but it's not working. <laughs> well, this is dedicated to the whole Love & Hip Hop franchise. Word. And to all the girls out there who are trying to figure out how to do a good album. Just do a line of coke, girl. <laughs> word. So no. <laughs> don't, don't do it on a JK. Friday. <laughs> You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Hills in 
Jasmine Sullivan with mascara. Love it. Love that song. It was really cute. Really cute. All right, next up is a song from Nomi Ruiz. <laughs> a bitch called Nomi. Bitch called Nomi. With Animal a hot Feelings. Man called Animal Feelings. <laughs> You're obsessed. I kind of <laughs> am. Leave him alone. I know. I told you to stop fucking my friends. But you didn't. I, one last one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What's you one said more? the last one. <laughs> and now we're not friends. Are you happy? Well, that's his problem. Mm. Mm. Wouldn't have never happened. No, actually, it couldn't. So what <laughs> it would have just stayed away from home. Uh, anyway. Actually, I didn't ruin that one. Anyway, the other ones did. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a, car- a cover of Ariana Grande's song, Into You, which I'm obsessed with. Totally obsessed with. I love with. her whole album. You love it so much. But this is a great recreation. Animal Feelings, a.k.a. I think Ollie you actually Chang. took it to a kind of like a jazzy, kind of like sexual place. It's more sexual. Actually, it's, Ollie describes it perfectly. How did, mm, how did he say it? Mm. He says, um, I love the fun and sexy nature of the original song. Mm. I thought it could be fun to work on a new version with Nomi to emphasize it more as a sensory experience. Once we sat down and played around with it, we came up <laughs> we came up with what we thought was a more sensual version. What do you version, doing sorry. <laughs> well that was a Freudian slip of a fucking hurt one. Okay, stop it, Ava. I wanna fuck him. Don't get my <laughs> oh <my laughs> just kidding. I didn't <laughs> get me in trouble. I'm just kidding. No more. Anyway, mm-hmm. here's what's one Know me and animal one. feelings into you. I've got a lot of animal feelings. <laughs> Fall into you 
Joining us is a very special guest, yes. Miss DJ Honey Dijon. I hey, just noticed honey. that there was some sort of sexual object on the table. <laughs> I was like, what is this? It's our Apollo rock. Well, this is exactly. It's oh our, my oh, God. You got to rub, rub, rub it for good luck. Okay. Do I have to stick my finger in it too? You can Only too. I, no, I'll, I'll pass on that. I've heard it feels realistic. Honey's referring to our little mascot we yeah. have for each guest, and it's like a little, little. Oh, so that's toy. what it feels like. That's a little you wetter than loop? that. <laughs> no, I just, I've just never put my finger in such a thing, oh. and I'm like, oh. oh. Allegedly, that's what it feels like. <laughs> I okay, I can see the appeal of that's that. That's what past guests have said. <laughs> okay, what if I stick it in the other hole? Oh, oh. It's, it's tighter. <laughs> I guess that's, that's what she I, said. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's so, I guess it's, no, so I guess it's really us <laughs> too. Okay. Oh my God. Well, honey, you—it's been like we've been trying to get you here for a while now. She's so busy. Yes. So, I know. So busy. As I say, um, highly favored and blessed. Is that what they say in the colored community? <laughs> <laughs> favorite. You're so funny. I can't wait. I'm highly favored and blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's blessed and highly favored. I'm dyslexic, so there you go. Oh, my God, me too. Hey. Hey. (laughs) All right for applauding. Applauding dyslexia. Applauding dyslexia. (laughs) Applauding our personality characteristics. Yeah, I just had like a couple of bonding spirits with some some gals that had dyslexia. I was like, oh, my God, me too. (laughs) I I, I, I always love that from the queens of comedy. A flaw is nothing but an identifying characteristic. (laughs) I love that shit. It's amazing. Branding, branding. 
branding. <laughs> Identifying characteristics. So thanks for coming all the way to Bush Oh my Lake. God. I'm so happy that passport <laughs> control was so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Getting honey to go like anywhere below like four outside feet. of Manhattan. I mean, even it's downtown rough. sometimes is yeah, iffy. That's true. I'm a princess. Like <laughs> She's definitely a princess. I'm a white woman of color. <laughs> and I do not like my inconveniences. Yeah, I don't like, Caucasian house. I don't like my. Deal. It's kind of a big deal. It's I don't like my deal. inconveniences at oils. <laughs> okay. So, honey, you are from Chicago. Yes. Is that yes. where you were? You were born and raised there. I was original native. I was spawned in Chicago. That is true. I was born mm. and raised there on the Gorgeous. south side in a predominantly African American and Latin neighborhood. Nice. That sounds sexual. <laughs> it, uh, it was actually for me, considering that I was sexually active at a very early age. Um, but yeah, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, which was really awesome. I had a really great family. Um, but you know, my childhood and adolescence was very traumatic in a lot of ways because of me being who I am. Mm. So um, even though there are a lot of wonderful things about growing up in these kind of communities, as far as music is concerned, and food, and laughter, and all of those things, it can also be very challenging if you fall outside of the norm like I did. Right. So, That's true. Yes. Did some of those qualities maybe bring you where you are today, like music-wise? or Everything like that was path? everything that w- I was vilified for, now I'm being championed for. So, you right. know, it's funny how it comes full circle in a way. And it's sort of like you still deal with that no matter how successful you get. You still deal with everything that you were teased for or laughed for or um, harassed or bullied for. Now people pay you pay money for it. <laughs> so it's a bit, you know, so this it's a bit of, true. so it's a bit of a mind fuck sometimes. It's and so it's true. like, um, just realizing I've really come, excuse me. I really have gotten to the point now where I realized now why those people were laughing at me and why those people were bullying me. And and it's really cathartic to realize that you, I've been internalizing other people's limitations for way too long. Mm. And I would love to see where these people are now. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of times... <laughs> um, what was it say? We're on different pages. We're on, You're honey, we're on different... and I'm on the cover. No, honey. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Well, let me put it to you this way. I'm at the front of the store when you enter, and you're somewhere in the stock room. Word. <laughs> Hello. Oops. Waiting to be put on the shelf. <laughs> so no, but you know, I just I just realized that I've been living other people's fears for way too long. This is true. I love the story you told Thump I read recently mm-hmm. when you talked about the first time you were clubbing and you were planning your outfits for the week in mm-hmm. advance and mm-hmm. the, the crowds were so diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you move to New York and did you did you find a different did you still experience that in New York or was that just like a Chicago growing up in Chicago? No, experience? I mean, I was really lucky. I moved to New York in the late 90s when it was still really fun here. Before the internet, uh, <laughs> when you actually the had evil to evil interweb. Well, you know, New York was a really great place because you actually had to go out to connect to people. I mean, mm. this was still at the time where even having a cell phone was kind of a big deal. Word. Like, not everyone in the night late in the nineties had cell phones. It was like no one did. that was like a big deal. Yeah. So you literally had to um, go out to find your community, and you had to go out to see what was happening in the city, and you had to go out to connect to people to find work if you were a creative person. Absolutely. Um, so luckily, I, was, I, was, I met the right people, and I was 
um, brought into the right circles. Because um, like I said, everything that I was laughed and teased for when I was a kid was celebrated when I moved to New York. And so I really found my community and family here. And um, So when did you realize like music is my passion? I want to be a fucking DJ. I've always bought music. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be a DJ until I moved to New York because I wasn't seeing music presented the way it was in Chicago. Chicago, we didn't have so many different categories of segregation when it came to clubbing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in New York at that time, you had people that went to the sound factory or you had people that went to Save the Robots or you had people that did the shelter thing or you had people, you know, mm-hmm. there was all these little tribes that where you used to go. And then sometimes you would get a mingle of things. Mm-hmm. Um, at the bigger clubs, like say a Palladium or like a, or right. or a Tunnel, where you know you had which so is many because we kind of joke about them as being like Bridge and Tunnel, Bridge and Tunnel, but the like thing, but, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. it was really more mixed, and you had different rooms for different things, and you could like sort of traipse through different rooms for different right. things, which was really quite great, like hip hop. Right. It was a hip hop room, a house room, Always a house like room. a techno room, and then a hip hop room, and then a hip hop. So I mean, the and room. and the great thing about that is that. We laugh about those bridge and tunnel people, but I think it's important that people in the city as well as people both got something out of it, be it the trade that came from the bridge and tunnel because all the girls had the trade. Don't mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. I mean, we I mean, we all, but, you know, yeah. and, you know, I think, yes, you know, so, <laughs> I, I, you know, we you, we can talk about bridge and tunnel, but I don't know any of the girls that would have turned that down to, no, to keep did. it real. No, but um, this is true. We took that cab ride. I miss. I miss. Right. Except I was if, like, "Why are you here? But when are you going to take me home?" <laughs> you know, I used to love. I got the tip. You know, I used to love that part of going just to the, the club tip, and just the tip. not just the tip, but you know, you. I would love that when you would just. You would, I know it's so true. I when you would so get much. the eye glances, and you would see the guy would be with his friends, and then all of a sudden his friends were gone, and then he was still there, or you'd go to another oh part God, of the club. Yeah. And, so true, this is not a thing anymore. Or you go mean, to another part of the club, parties. and all of a sudden he'd be very, there. Very, very seldomly. Where does it happen anymore? The thing is, it doesn't happen anymore because no one is. I connect. I fucking anymore. I think this doesn't no happen does anymore There's because some places. Because you DJ in clubs all around the world, so tell me there is not one place around the world where this is happening. Well, I think Please now, I think now <laughs> everything is so... Technical? No. No one really looks outside of their comfort zone. Right. I think now everything is so specific. And it's sort of like, I feel like everyone's life is like Facebook. It's an echo chamber of everything that right. you like. No, absolutely. So no one really bothers to go and search out something different for themselves. Do you think social media fucked that up? Uh, yeah. Completely. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, I feel like the internet is getting its revenge on us lately. Yeah, it's no, just it's, like, it's crazy because it, it was started off. Yeah, some I think that's why Trump won because you had all these people, <laughs> you know, having their echo chambers, not believing what was happening in the middle of the country. Right. And 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 people got complacent and lazy and and. You know, it's easy to write and bitch and complain on Facebook because all your friends are going to go, yeah, I agree. But what about the people that don't agree? Right, right. right. And we talk about this. We, 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 we're, we're like, we're just talking to the same people who have the same opinions. It's not right. You're preaching to yeah. the, the choir. choir. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was in Long Island earlier today and I was like, oh, when you walk, walk, you know, you walk by a house that has full Trump shit all over, like, Girl, right. I, two stops. On yeah. A train. Well, yeah. I mean, I went to go see this gentleman that I was seeing Word. way out but she's somewhere. Not just, just making sure. Not dating. Just visiting. Just Nothing visiting. under four weeks is dating. <laughs> and where did he live? I don't remember, but I remember I had to get on the train for a really long time. Oof, you know that. And then love. I had to ride. She really liked it. At him. I love trooping. <laughs> 
I, for, I like I'm taking flight. No, I that really. Church, <laughs> we shoot for dick. I'll take a flight for some. I'll, you know, I, I you know I've bought plane tickets to London for for some sex. So I'm not gonna lie, I pay for Ooh. sex. You got to step on that passport for a second. You know, miles are good for other things and you know, vacations. <laughs> you got to use your miles because they expire. So you have. Right. I am right. not afraid to say that I am a Ladies, sexual tourist. Ladies, use all your miles before they expire. <laughs> That's true. I feel like that is a couple of meanings okay. there. <laughs> so there's been a lot true. of... <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of talk recently about diversity in the dance music industry, mm-hmm. mainly because there are not enough female DJs being mm-hmm. booked at festivals and clubs all around the world. Mm-hmm. And to me, you seem to be one of the few who have kind of broken through that whole stigma. Right. Do you feel that you have or do you still feel like there's a long way to go or how do you, what's your um, position on this? I think for me... If I have to talk about myself, I feel that there's still a long way to go. Um, there are parties that I still haven't played and festivals that I still haven't been invited to. I feel also if I wasn't, I feel if I wasn't a person of color, maybe a little bit faster too. Um, mm. Yeah, in some ways I do. I hope I'm not the token trans DJ person. <laughs> um, I think my skills speak more for what, for what I represent as, as, you know, for me, the music is first and everything else falls yeah. second. So I just try to be the best artist I can be. Um, but I think now that there's been so much awareness about trans and, and to speak of the dance world, it's become so, you know, I've been talking a lot about this lately, how I feel like dance music has become a middle class consumerist consumption thing. Dance music is no longer fueled by subcultures or oppressed people or safe places for queer people or people that have been um, marginalized to go. You know, this is where dance, the dance world was really embraceive of if you were different. You know, that's where you went to celebrate and connect and release and hopefully find another person to mate with or whatever. And now that it's, you know, house music is 30 years old and it's just become another form of entertainment. Um, it's quite I think there's fewer and fewer fewer colorful characters in, in this now and so I think that's why there's so many women doing it now and so many people of color more queer people are coming into the fold because it's, I think it's reached just apex of you know there's nothing you know all these faceless nameless tracks that have come out thousands a week right, and like yeah. you go hear a DJ DJing on a laptop and like yeah. everything is a bit sounds the same no one really has a bit of personality so I think in that way that's it's great that a lot of queer people and women are now getting a little bit more shine because it's adding something to it. You know, yeah. it's just like not another dude with a graphic, who has a graphic t-shirt on and a baseball hat right. or is an ex, and a good logo, a good logo <laughs> and an ex skater right. that has a crew of boys that right. makes deep house records. But I've always respected you. I always respected your craft because I every time I've seen you go to work. Mm-hmm. You're working mm-hmm. like I see the I see the only the top of your head, mm-hmm. and you're I think you're one of the few DJ, DJs that don't feel like you have to be a showman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like sometimes you go, you see these DJs. I've seen it. It's like fucking going to rapper room and shit. And I was like, I don't want to see performance. I just want to I want to dance. I want to yeah. see. I want. I don't mind seeing like 
you do your thing because that's gorge. But like, I, you work. You're there. You're working. You're doing your shit. You are sweating. She's taking a sip we out die. of something. I am sweating my we weave water. out. We're holding I'm, a bottle of water and we're I'm, not on ecstasy. And my like, girl, no, we're, we're not we even on ecstasy. My hair. I'm is, like, girl, can you just hold my purse? I'm just gonna, like, girl, I need to put this can up. Can you hold my clutch? <laughs> Legit. Like, legit like you have I've lost my purse four girl, times girl I've asked her how many parties. times were a scrunchie you know <laughs> so I think that I feel like you in that respect are, you're different from a, a, a lot of folks yeah. well, because you are you're, you are not that I'm saying you're going to work and not feeling it but like you're you're fucking doing your job you're making well, that like, stance yeah. for a go well you know I really respect the art and crafts of what a DJ does. And I see that. And yeah. I respect and that. And I really respect the music. Yeah. And I really respect the audience. Well, this now, is what I have. Because to me, you actually represent where dance music kind of derived from. I feel like right. you're, you're a woman of color. Right. And you have yeah. a trans experience. And right. you're more in tune with nightlife in a way right. that no one else ever is. And yeah. through like... Um, well, it was the, like... Nightlife was like the matrix for me. I mean, nightlife mm-hmm. allowed me to, first of all, support myself. Um, which I think is really important for a lot of folks like myself that couldn't survive in the day world. And I did have day world jobs. You Mm -hmm. know, I worked at coffee shop. I waited tables for many years. That's what me and Laverne used to wait tables together. (laughs) Um, And it was quite difficult, you know, not so much from the cult, the customers, but from management, you know, you would get shit from management and, Mm -hmm. You know, I used to manage mental health benefits and stuff. And, you know, you know, there's there's a backstory to all of that sort of shit. You know, like, you know, I I was able to take care of myself and I was able to be around people that supported that. And I think that those things are really important. So nightlife at that time in New York was not just the club. You know, it was a way for you to discover your art. It was a way for you to make a living. It was a way for you to feel OK. Yeah. So like you I so. I try, you know, I try to bring that emotion to my music now, you know, when, you know, the great thing about Chicago, um, you know, I never really went to gay clubs until I was in my 20s. Like before that, I was going to loft parties and um, all the underground black gay clubs and Latin clubs and the trans clubs. And, you know, I went to all of those places before I even went to a, when I say a, a gay club, I mean a white gay club. Let's just put it out there like that, because most of the gay clubs the big ones were white gay clubs. Um, most of the black gay clubs in yes. Chicago were like in dingy basements or bars yes. or like whatever, you know what I mean? Warehouse parties. Warehouse yeah. parties. And that's where I come from. I come from like, you know, that kind of shit. So um, the thing about being a trans person, which I think has really helped me, is that I'm able to straddle all different kinds of worlds. The straight world, because I'm a woman. The gay world, because I've well, before I transitioned, I was in that world. Mm-hmm a person of color being going to Latin and black clubs and then having the white, you know, so I, I've been able to experience all different kind of environments. So I think if that was one thing I would have over anyone is being able to have all of those, all of that yes. in, in me. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I mean when yeah. I hear you yeah. play music, yeah. that's the one difference. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that's yeah. like, yeah, I think that makes you more valuable. And I'm not throwing shade at anyone else, but I'm just saying that's Well, true. I appreciate that you I find the that, value in my I experience. I think that that is more valuable. And okay. I think that that should be appreciated. And I hope well, that, I, I well hope it you is appreciated that, by you. I hope you feel that that's appreciated. Well. In your bank account. <laughs> in my bank account. Speaking of, last right. year you were on a tour with Disclosure. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Um, did you find a big difference between playing at like on like at a venue, you know, on a stage? Well, that was that was really an interesting experience for me because okay, so imagine you're going on tour with basically a pop act. Right. No one knows who the fuck you are. Um, right. You're, you, you know, so it was really humbling and at the same time empowering mm-hmm. because they're like a dance act. They had a whole, they had a whole production team behind right. when they got on stage. It was like a full on concert. Like, I just had, a, I just, I just had lights, my name and my talent. Mm. And I had to entertain people that were waiting for the cute young white boys to come on stage. And I'm standing up there by myself at 8 p.m. Because we had to realize these aren't club hours. These were concert hours. So I would play from 8 to 9 before. I forgot about those hours. Yeah. So it was That's a whole different crew. It's a whole different crew. That's where we're thinking about our outfits to go to Honey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a whole different crew. we're having dinner. Yeah. So we can eat before we drink. Yeah. Yeah. And we're out by two. Yeah, that's what's up. (laughs) I mean, it was a whole... It was really interesting to see the level of professionalism, to see um, all of that. But, you know, to places like Red Rock, you know, which is a legendary concert venue. But just to go up there and, like, have people just look at you, not knowing what to expect from you not knowing who you are and having to entertain them with music they've never heard before from someone they've never seen before. And, and by the end of that, and doing it in an hour. Fuck. And, by the, I, and by the end of that hour, I had people dancing. And so... That's cute, girl. So that, was really, that, was, that was really a good experience for me. It, and and it, ta- it gave me a lot of confidence You sharpened that. your skills, honey. She just got sharp. Yes, but you she know what? You need those kinds of experiences yeah. to really pull yourself. It's, it's, like, it's easy to preach to the choir. It's easy for me to do it in New York to a room full of yeah. kids that know who I am. But to go that to, expires at some to point. Colorado like, or South, wherever the oof. fuck I was, it was like, I was in some places, honey. I was like, oh, my God. And that, because I've been on Kansas tour. Kansas City. I've talked about this before where they're like, girl, don't get off the tour bus. Like, this is not your town. Kansas yeah, City. Like, you know, yeah. not, we had no, because, you because, you know, I hate to use this word. I wasn't clocked. You know, I was just, a, you know, another black girl. So, mm-hmm. was, you know, not that I have a She's problem like, with giving realness, honey. Yes. I don't have. Well, those I'm a real human being. <laughs> the realness this is, is my true. human beingness. But well, on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. sometimes you share articles about challenging society's ideas on gender that I don't necessarily have to do with being trans, right? Such as being non-conforming. Yes. So. I've grown to believe that all things lie on a spectrum. Right. Sexuality, gender. Yes. Do you agree that this this there's a lot of, of sp- idea exists? There's a lot of space between zero and one, sweetheart. Correct. Mm-hmm. And where would you lie on the spectrum? Do you do you, do you are you still playing with the spectrum or do no. you <laughs> like I'm over it? No. I <laughs> I get it. I get it. I you know <laughs> the one of the things about living on this planet for a while is that you start to have less fucks to give. Word. And mm-hmm. I feel like me having to explain myself is for other people's comfort and not my own. I go to bed so every true. night okay with me. And I've just gotten to a point where it's not my job or my responsibility to make other people comfortable about my existence. Like, I don't right. need your approval to be here. So when I think about falling on a spectrum of anything, I'm just like, well, who is this really for? Who's so the, You know, so I... Don't have the language to define 
Yes. That's... It's like I feel like we're constantly trying to explain every single thing. I'm tired of making to, like mo- dumb heteronormative people. And I'm tired just... of making straight motherfuckers feel comfortable about my yeah. my presence on this planet. But I feel like that this way. This place yeah, belongs. I agree. I live on this planet just like you do. And do you explain your shit yeah. to me? You could, at all at They don't even explain Where they were the day before so. No it's so true I, <laughs> I, I deal with that All the time With people who don't Who are live In a very conformed world Where they have marriage Kids Dinner when they get home yeah. And they think I'm a fucking freakazoid Because I'm a woman Of a certain age That is completely Opposite of that Yeah And they think That I did something wrong That I have a problem it's true. Well, I realized along, I really recently realized that I didn't want to be a straight person. <laughs> that was really a big wake up call as a trans woman. That, like, so, so what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Person? Well, I'm, well, I really feel like I don't have the language to define my gender or my sexuality yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like the language has been invented, presented itself. Right. Um, all I know is that I'm a woman, I'm a trans woman that. Is attracted to men that find f- femininity attractive. Does mm, that? Yes. What is that? I, I, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm attracted to people that find you know. So I, I, that's the best way I could describe it. Do you believe in love? I ask this question so that everyone yeah. Do I believe in love? Uh, romantic love, platonic love. Parental child love, which form of love? love. Whatever. Love. You know the thing you everyone's searching for. I, love. We're all I don't think everyone's I don't love. think everyone is searching for that shit. Okay. I think I, I really don't. I think some people probably had it. What happens when you've had love <laughs> and don't want it again? Hmm. Interesting. Is that where you are? No. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not saying that. I'm just posing it. You know, because I've been because you know what's interesting, I've been when you start to look at women that have women that have had been married and had kids and or the marriage went sour and they're like I don't ever want another husband again. Well, that's right. like a very typical very no- heteronormative idea of love. Yeah. Um, I think love, I mean like, you know, love. Right. Like even what I have with Ava, I think we're in love. Right. We'll always be in love. Yeah, right. I love my I love my music, I love my job. Do, but are you asking me do I believe in romantic love? Yes, let's sure. go there. Let's start with I'm that. hopeful for it. You're a romantic girl like me. You're I'm very romantic. This one's dumb Are you really romantic? romantic? She's romantic. I've seen some sparkles in your eyes, girl. That's the alcohol. She doesn't No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Well, okay. I don't want to I don't want to put this out in the motherfucking universe, but I will put it out in the universe. All right. There is a soft side to me. Yes, there is. And it's not just her skin. Because that skin is mad. She's glowing butter honey dripping on the That's what butter. That's what cocoa butter is. No, it's not cocoa butter. It's coconut is. oils. Like, I'm very romantic. Like, I, I would rather have a two-week romance than, like, a five-year marriage. Word. Well, because you had a marriage. Oh, shit. Jesus it's always easy to say that shit once I you've had it. find the laugh button. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not actually, girl. Just don't do it. You did. I just replied. You said I did it for that. you. Okay. <laughs> oh, I did this for she's you. so sweet. I'm rooting for you. I've been rooting. For I've you. been rooting for I you. I don't need nobody to save my ass. Fine. Learn the hard way. Okay. Go to Greece. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. Hey, don't go to Greece. <laughs> oh, I put my, my plug out. Oh. Oh Lord. 
Is it okay? Yeah, we're going to be cute. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, we're back. In front of the fleshy thing on the table. So wait, you're sensitive. You admitted you're sensitive. So do you do believe in love, romantic love? Um, I don't, I, I, I have oh, wait, a, actually, I have a conflict me, with romantic love. Well, let me just, I'm going to quote you. Okay. Ooh. You've said, <laughs> <laughs> this is a direct quote. Yes, go on. Romantic love was invented to manipulate women. Yes. <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? Are, you, are we blaming Kate Hudson? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston. And Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> All those hoes. And, <laughs> and Catherine Keagle. Oh my gosh. Shots fired, girl. Um, I think, oh shit. <laughs> God damn. Suck. Oh, fuck. Okay. No blondes allowed, except for you. <laughs> uh, 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 um, you say you change your hair color. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm getting rid of these motherfucking highlights. Yeah, I've had bondage. enough of the like, balayage, the like ombres. I've had it. They can, yeah. ha- they can take it back. All right. So um, I think romantic love has been created to manipulate women is to probably keep them weak. Mm. In a way that you need romantic love to feel okay, or you need a man, or you need to have a boyfriend, or you need a partner, you need this thing to feel okay, or whole, or valid. Interesting. It's bullshit. Yeah. You don't need no. You know. It's it's really I think a patriarchal ideal to keep women subordinate. Mm. I agree in a lot of ways. I think I agree in a lot of ways. Where it's used to manipulate women in well, a way. Well, the thing is, we, we were drilled to think that there's some sort of knight in shining armor of what fucking... Or knight in shining armor, or if you're really successful. Yes. And then the first yes. thing is like, and the first thing is, so, um, are you dating or seeing anyone? And if someone says no, no then mean, it's yeah. like, what's yeah. the matter with you? No, right. absolutely. Exactly. Like, uh, the Hollywood it's movies do that to us. Pressure. Even when yeah. we were kids. Exactly. Even when we were kids. Even exactly. when we were kids, pretty in pink. Disney, All these dis- or that Disney a man is going to save you. Well, that's, yeah, you know what's exactly. dangerous? I realized lately because you know I've been obsessed with researching sociopaths. Word, and they're key. she's been extensive with this shit. <laughs> girl, I, I don't know home. why you have to research, girl. girl. You kind of <laughs> like we just go down the block. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I don't mean that you are one, but you know, I think I know. you've had enough experiences with some. It's to have true. To, no, and now mean? I've been like just get, like doing, doing my research, research. And learning what's going on, right? And the, the whole idea of romance, which I do love, right? Which is maybe an issue, right? But it's um, by the way, it takes a really smart person to be a sociopath. I don't think half these motherfuckers are sociopaths. No, it's true, but but romance because charming, being charmed is a huge part of that. Being well, charmed is like a that's huge not true, weapon. You, we're, you and I are very charming people. Well, don't say that because we're kind of sociopaths. Word. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so this wine is from France. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying like being charmed is part of this whole uh, dangerous concept for women. Well, right. women can be social pets as well, yeah, but I'm just saying. Sure. Yeah, social path is not gender specific, sweetie. But being romanced to me sometimes falls into the. Box I think, of being like charmed. you know, my favorite, my favorite new saying is these uh, days: "There's levels to this shit." Spectrum. There's honey. levels to this shit. No, Spectrum. There, it, there There's are levels, levels to this. To, there are very right. fine lines between seduction and manipulation. Yes. Word. There's very Word. fine Word. lines That's between so emotional blackmail and uh, codependency. There's, you know, there's. I think uh, I just went through those two. Black you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> there's. I, I really believe that there's like levels to that shit. Yeah. That's true. And depending on. Who you are and what you're bringing to the table, and who that person is, and what they're bringing to the table, and what you're looking for in your life. You know, the thing is, we have to really take responsibility. Where we are 
is the kind of shit we're going to attract. Exactly. Where you are at this moment, who you are at this person, at this fucking moment, yep. is the kind of energy that the universe is bringing back to you. So right, right, right. That's all I have to say on that. All right. This is true. It all starts at home, boo. This is true. So what's coming up next for Honey? Are you, you're doing this uh, panel at the MoMA? Yes, I'm doing a panel at the Mo- Museum of Modern Art, which is crazy because I never thought, I never saw that coming. That's um, amazing. I wish it, it could it, be. Congratulations. Yeah, it's 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 uh, basically. So when does that tell people what? Can they just show up? What's this thing? Is no, you have to buy tickets. Okay, uh, okay. But it's a panel discussion on uh, finding community and nightlife for non-binary queer people. Wow, good genius. And it's in and. Uh, I'm doing a panel one week and then the following week is with Genesis P. Orge and DJ Sprinkles. Oh, and mm. it's going to be moderated by Juliana Huxtable. And oh so, my God, I can't believe I'm going to be there. So I've been asked to share my experience about finding community in nightlife as a person of color and as a trans person of, or as a person of trans experience and all of that. And so it's, it's going to be in the museum. That's amazing. amazing. So when can where can people get tickets for that? Uh, you can when get them at the go. PS1 website. PS1, go on the website. Go on the website. Like, all of a sudden, I got congested. Can it, why am I congested in January? It's no, like, I don't it's like, <laughs> like I'm like it's crazy. You're not used I know. to like the like New York apartment heat. It's okay, heating is system. that what it is? Yeah, okay. I finally got heat, girl. So they're just cranking it right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I I like it. I like it. Africa hot. So all right, give me two more. What the hell was that? Ooh, oh my god, it is time. Girl, your sound effect skills, girl, are wearing me <laughs> it out. It is time for sex talk. Ooh. Are you ready for sex talk? Sex. Honey? I'm always honey. ready for sex talk. I, need to plug this computer. I can talk about sex all damn oh. day because I ain't doing it. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> no one ever believes me. I'm so. I don't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I just don't. Okay. I don't believe you. Deception. You don't Illusions, walk around with that body and face not doing shit. Girl, I, <laughs> girl. That comes with a a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right, story so. of non-existence. <laughs> so let's are all our glasses filled. We need to uh, deep, honey needs a re-up. Ah, that's that we bottle. Get into sex talk. We have a couple bottles. Here. We got a couple bottles going. I, you, you know what? I'm gonna finish glass. this one because this is what I've been working with <laughs> with this, I think. Or I'm making fruit punch. Who knows what I'm doing right now? <laughs> a poo poo platter. A little poo poo platter. A poo poo platter. Okay. So uh, I I just have one question. What mm-hmm. the fuck is a coochie frito? Bitch. Oh. Because I was like, we passed Welcome the store. Welcome to two Puerto Ricans. <laughs> two Puerto Ricans want like, coochie frito. I kind of don't know. <laughs> I just want the full fantasy explanation of a coochie frito because the mean, name alone is one. the name alone is amazing. How have you been living in New York City for twenty plus years? I mean, I and you never had a coochie frito? And I've had enough Word? Puerto Ricans. But you know, please leave. <laughs> oh, what did she you, say? She said Wait, she doesn't know fried either. Banana. No, girl, coochie frito is everything that's fried. It's like fried. Oh, dough. crunchy, fr- fried, crunchy. Oh, coochie fritos. Girl, you know when we walk by the full fried stand. I know the stand. That's coochie fritos. I know the stand. Because I've passed right. like what exactly is coochie it? fritos. It's just, it just means like fried, fried everything. Oh, okay. So it's a place. No, it's a it's thing. It's a thing. Oh, okay. I'm embarrassed. It's a noun. Oh, we're going to have to edit this part out. <laughs> It's a noun, not a verb. You know what? Honey would distract us from talking about sex by talking about food. 
Same thing. This is true. Okay, let's talk. So today's topic topic is BDSM. Okay. I love. Okay. Oh, we're glad. All right. I'm going to try it. For those of you out there who may not know what that is, I hope you are on it by now. Mm-hmm. But it's a variety of often erotic practices or role-playing involving bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission, sadomasochism, and other related interpersonal dynamics. AKA Sounds like a good night to me, boo. <laughs> like, you know what? Book it, honey. I, I packed it back. That's, Call you talking, honey's agent. She's <laughs> there. <laughs> you talking my language. <laughs> um, so... Is there a difference between kink, fetishism, and BDSM? Or is it all... I feel like they're all... It's probably just an umbrella term yes. for, for, for kink behavior. Which is? Mm. I'm a kink person, and I can only describe what my kink thing is. So, you know... What is your kink thing? <laughs> so you identify as a kink. I identify... Sexually. Yes, I identify as a queer kink person. I learned about donkey punching from you. Yeah. You learned about donkey punching from me, really? Yeah, I didn't know what awesome. it was. Awesome. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I realized um I'm so sure. And I know why out. I'm a kink person. <laughs> right. Because I really I really I think because I've had to be in control so much of my life that right. when I'm in intimate relationships I want someone else to be in control. Mm. Ah. So and strong women seem to feel strong that women, way yeah. That like way. I I don't always want to notice yeah. that. I really like for my partners to take control. Not completely, but I, yeah, I, it's sort of, I want to be able to, that's the one place I want to be able to just relax and let go and let someone else be in the driver's seat. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Do you have limits? It, so you have, there are limits. And it's cathartic for me too, in a lot of ways. Like, I like a little bit of pain in my sex because it releases all of this emotional and what kind pain. what of pain is that? I like... A little choking. A I little... like choking. I like slapping. I like biting. Biting, I scratching. like verbal abuse. I like, verbal? Yeah. Okay. I've, like, had, I've had guys that like that. I like oh, to be. Yeah. I like to tie. I like to be tied up. I like to tie up. I like a little sensory deprivation. Ooh. I like that. nipple torture. Oh. I like. So you, do you I like. Have, do you I like fluid play. Oh. You like what? Fluid play? play, like come play. Oh. Yeah, you know, but you have to have do that with. Like like explain that, please, please. Come play. <laughs> come yeah. play is when you, you know, with with semen and come right. play. Okay, go on. All right. No, we'll just have to Google that after. Wait, it was not satisfied with that answer. No, you never heard of snowballing? Yes. Okay, go okay, on. I haven't. Oh, you don't know what snowballing is? Really no, me. Girl, you never well, see clerks. When no. someone orgasms in your mouth, mouth and, and then you, you put them at butt in their mouth, you tra- and you trade between the two. Oh my god, I did that once by mistake though. <laughs> You're full of shit. I hate when it that was happens. No, no, it was by mistake. You ever was in the supermarket and like, <laughs> no, you, you, you thought know, it was and, glu- and you thought it was gluten free. She's like, you know what? Sometimes you go, you play with I your like. I forgot about the gluten free ones, and I wanted the real ones with the sugar uh, in it. Okay, with the carbs. So, during BDSM sessions, participants often experience a release of dopamine and serotonin. Right. Mm-hmm. These two chemicals are associated with feelings of happiness, tranquility, mm-hmm. joy, self confidence, emotional well being, and motivation. Mm. In addition to the release of vasopressin, what? Girl. There's a lot going on with that. The release of vasopressin compels people towards feeling bonded to one another. Yes. So this whole study here, I'm, I'm reading a study about BDSM that is psychologically saying it's healthy for you and it actually has all these benefits. Well, that's what I said earlier. It's a cathartic. It's a lo- it releases yeah. a lot of things. But... Um- and they say it's about trust. The main thing is this is really the reason why I, this, yeah. this is the main reason why I'm not good at one night stands. Right. 
Because the kind of sex that I like to have is really connective in a way. Yeah. And then when you do BDSM, you have to really be... Well, that's the main... The core it's of It's all it about trust. trust. Yeah. yeah. And oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had one night stands and I've usually walked away from them feeling really empty because the situation it's for like me vanilla. was empty. Yeah, it's vanilla. Yeah. Like, so they say when trust takes over the possibility of harm, the results can feel incredibly intimate and erotic. Most yeah. people have average sex without conversation, negotiation, or any type of emotional connection whatsoever. But when you reach the extreme opposite end of the sexual and psychological spectrum through BDSM, where participants always arrange things in advance with clear, intimate communication, it creates a more special erotic bond. I've realized that most people suck at sex. Most people are really bad at it. I know. This is why, like, when you most find someone really, that's good at it, you don't want to just go sleep around. You don't want to like, sleep around and, you just and waste time. Yeah, you don't want to sleep around. And also, but I find that I usually have the greatest sex with people that are assholes. <laughs> this is a personal. <laughs> and then, and the fucked up part the about it. And the true. fucked up part of it, I will deal with the assholeism long, you know, just to get that next fix of sex. Well, this goes really deep because now we're talking back to sociopathic shit. I think. I don't know if it's just sociopathic well, or just are, good sex. Well, I hate <laughs> Sometimes I hate a bitch, I don't think it's that deep. Sometimes you just find a motherfucker that fucks you properly the way you like to be right, fucked and you don't want to and you don't want to give it up. Does, is there, does the trust exist though? Because you know, there are special, like with BDSM, right. if you're really practicing well, letting someone tie you up or something, you have to have some sort of trust or like there has to be some sort of deeper right. connection. I would hope unless you're having like really... <laughs> <laughs> she sips her wine, she honey. Her wine. You know, because if you let a perfect stranger who's just dropped a gorgeous tie you up, there's right. a chance that you're. See, I'm not that. So my mama did not raise no fool. Honey. Ah, my mama did not raise no fool. I don't care how pretty you are, honey. You are not. No, 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 no. But no. here, here's the deal with assholes, though. So <laughs> I'm, I'm back as there's asshole. one in front of me, right <laughs> on the table, I'm stick my finger in it. Oh, it's tight. No, but like the thing with assholes is okay. So you once you have that like sexual trust with this asshole, right? <laughs> and you know you're getting shit is being done, right? We're not expecting them to call us after, are we? <laughs> Maybe clearly, I think, I th- I'm like, I think the thing about you donkey punch me. Like, <laughs> no, I think the thing about having sex with bad men is the the, the thrill. Oh, I think, okay. I think because you're not expecting to have brunch. No, this is the okay. unpredictability of the person. I think when you, you meet want a brunch a, with asshole. No, I think you know when you meet a nice guy well, and he calls when he says he's gonna call <laughs> right. and, and he treats you really nice. I think you get a little bit bored because there's mm. not this. Well, when this you're excite, used to, because like yeah. you know. I know that we've been through some shit with guys in the yes, past, so yes. we're kind of conditioned and we're used to it. I think we expect it because of yeah. our gender. So that we're not used to when we, we do meet a nice guy, because I've been here when I meet, I've met a nice guy, and then it's like, I'm like, this shit is so boring, but it's like, right. this is probably how I should be treated, but I need some sort of extra. Do you think you could have this sort drink. of relationship with somebody? Like, can you have this kind of sex with somebody you're in a relationship with? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's go to science for this. Yeah, I need science. So science has six... (laughs) Here are six science-backed benefits of BDSM according to Medical Daily. Okay. One is it improves communication. Oh. 
Couples who practice BDSM tend to fare better than non-kinky couples when it comes to communication. The right. use of safe words and the detailed discussion of carefully planned out scenes Word. before BDSM-friendly couples to constantly practice impeccable communication where many mainstream relationships communicate about their sexuality through conflicts and chal- and when challenges arrive. Right, right. Well, you know what? I, I could see that. I mean, if in all honesty, if you're in that kind of, like, you are having tons of communication because you're saying... You're forced to. Yeah, of course you are forced to. And we're like, like basic couples. They kind of only talk when something goes bad. Exactly. Like, when something goes wrong, they're like, okay, right. we should talk. No, but when you're in, <laughs> in a... In a, in a, in a Awesome. Well, when you're about to be tied to a tree, yeah, or like spanked to a certain level of pain, you have to like say to this they, person, "That's okay, called so. flogging." <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? That's well, called flogging. Then See, you have to, things. you have to have an agreement. You have to have a safe word. What's your safe what's word? Your, yeah, what's your safe word? What's my safe word? My safe word is more. <laughs> oh fuck! Do you have a second? You're safe like word? a double masochist. Wait, do you have a second one? Please. Ah! <laughs> oh my I god! I feel like there's a third. It's like now, stay, stay. Don't, yes, stay. don't stop. More, please now. <laughs> okay, so it, two. It also increases intimacy. Many of these activities mm. involve physical risk that actually contributes to the level of intimacy. If someone is going to bind your wrist or tie you up and flog you, here we go, flogging. There oh, has flogging. to be a high level of trust. Well, I you know I have to interject there. I was fucking this one guy one time, and he. He wanted to put me to sleep. Like, he he used to do UFC fighting. And his whole erotic thing was this auto-erotic asphyxiation. And I was like, no matter how much I tro- trust you, you are not fucking choking me until I pass out. Because I don't think he was that experienced enough, like, some, if something would have happened to me. Right, to know that. To know that. So th- I do have limits. Like, right. you, no, no putting me out. It's not gonna. That it's like that movie Sleeping Beauty we talked about. Yeah. Where they, you, did you see that when they give her, they, she goes to sleep and they just let she lets. Yeah, that's kind of creepy to me because that's almost close to necrophilia. Right. Like for oh. me, I like to have interaction. So with did he my say section. he wanted to then do oh, he more things to, with you after? Like once yeah, you're yeah, asleep, yeah, that he wanted his, to like play with your body. I don't know what he wanted to do. I think the whole point of putting me to sleep was the sexual thing for him. But I was like, like, that's like when the sex began when you were not but present. I, but for me, yeah, right. Which is Shame. which is another. We could go through that. But. <laughs> That's a whole other, That's a whole other kind of wax. Right but now. I was like, you are not putting... <laughs> We're not going there. I'm too much of a black girl. You are not putting me out like that. It's not going down. <laughs> it's, going, it's going down with a fight. It's <laughs> not going down. Because I don't want to... That's not the... I, you know, I've, I like to connect to people that I have yes. stuff with. I don't want to be out of it or like... This is another or problem. Go, then you wake up, This is gone. another problem that and I've so been having your, lately rate too. Your no, this is another problem that I've been having lately. I've been having a lot of people approach me to say they want to have sex with me when they're high. And I was like, why? Chemsex. This is chemsex. Okay, chemsex. I didn't know that's that like there a was thing. a thing. I think there's a term for this. It's yeah. chemsex. And I just thought, well, I mean, you know, a lot of people have sex when they're on alcohol, which is another, you know, they're still high. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I kind of like to be present. I mean, I, I think that's cool person. when you're like having a regular co- sexual partner and you're like, you know, you do, you're and you're like, exploring. Yeah, and you're like, okay, let's try something high. Fine. Right. Yeah. But if you meet someone, they're like, yeah, let's do this. And it's like, yeah. mm, who the fuck are you? Right. I'm already taking a risk. Well, I, no, I don't feel like that. I think for me, and I can't speak for other people, it's if like if you need to be disconnected in some way in order to connect, that's a problem right. for me. It's like you're not really. Like you're not really there. Into. No, I wouldn't say it's not about me, it's about them. 
Well, I feel but like I, it is know, about them, but yeah. they're not into like connect. They're not into. Yeah, some people may not. May, you, they're I, not into being looked at even. They're not into yeah, of being course. But, you exposed. know, I think you, we shouldn't put judgment on anyone's sexuality. If that's what they, if that's their thing, then. Right. You, you know, the nasty, you just, you, <laughs> you just not, you need to not find another bitch that's not connected to you and y'all have a great time being unconnected. Mm. That's called Burning Men. <laughs> anyway, so number three encourages okay. fidelity. Wow. <laughs> Sustaining a healthy BDSM or even polyamorous relationship is, is a, a significant investment couples make. Really? Some believe it can actually dissuade people from cheating or acting out of integrity because right. of the energy, emotional space, and trust both partners put into the relationship. Right, right. Many who take it seriously are not interested in sabotaging the safety and trust that is imperative for these types of relationships to succeed. Hmm. So, hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is a... like. Again, it's a thing where, like, if you're more invested in invested, the act, yeah. you're you're less. There's less of a chance of you going and having random sex with someone else, like we just said. You don't want to just go and hook up with someone randomly. Right, right. So you obviously you're gonna, you have, have to, have to find a partner that's into this because if they're not into this, you're going to cheat on them to find that that thrill that. that you shit. know what? I think I've come to the realization that most fucking people don't know what they want, and I think. You know, like I recently met my accountant who, uh, who uh, you know, he's 54 years old. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, you know, I always seem to get in relationships and fuck them up. And I said, well, why do you fuck them up? He's like, well, I always end up cheating on the person no matter how great they are. And I said, have you ever thought that you're just not a monogamous person? Maybe you're a polyamorous person and that you probably should not be getting into relationships at 54 years old. In this way, and like, you know, having to lie and dodge people. It's like, maybe you're just wired to be a sexual person with a lot of different people. And why don't you go into your relationships as a 54-year-old fucking man saying, look, I like to, I like to have multiple sexual partners. How do you feel about that? Yes. You know, that's giving the other person a chance to make a decision for themselves Without cheating. Exactly. This is the problem that I have with cheating. Yes. You know, most people cheat cheat because they get into situations. It's not genuine. Well, people get married for a lot of different reasons. People people don't always get into relationships for love. People get into relationships for self-esteem, validation, uh, money, money, power. You know, and so I find that a lot of people aren't really honest why they're getting into relationships. And so they get into fucked up relationships and doing fucked up things to other people. Yes. Mm. So I think the first step is to know why you're getting into a relationship and for what reasons you're getting into a relationship and choosing your partners accordingly and and giving other people the opportunity to make those choices for themselves. So this question of fidelity, fidelity really comes back to do you fucking know who you are or what you want? Right. I mean, all this comes back to that because you have to really. Everything know comes back to you. And especially if you're going back all into this, a BDSM relationship. Well, no, but all this pain that we cause ourselves and inflict on other people is just not being clear about what we really fucking want. No. It's true. Well, BDSM allegedly promotes better mental health as well. Oh. 
in 2013. Yeah, because someone's beating the shit out of you. So, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we should Wait, talk about this. A study, a study published. A study Somebody's pub- kicking the shit out of your ass. You get real clear, real quick. Oh my God. Well, listen, a study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine found people who practiced BDSM scored better on certain mental health tests than those who had vanilla sex. Mm. The BDSM friendly participants were less neurotic, oh. more open, oh. more aware of, and had. Um, and sensitive to rejection, mm. more secure in their relationships, and had a better overall well-being. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, a couple that <laughs> slapped each other stays together. <laughs> a couple that fights oh together God. stays together. Flogged each other. A little Punch choking goes a long face. way. Okay, I'll kick you in the nuts. Oh, oh I love you. Babe, tonight uh, okay. can you just step on my balls? Number five, is, <laughs> it reduces. It redu- <laughs> no, just a little tough. <laughs> no, no, it's great. And then we'll watch Madeline Family after. <laughs> okay, so the number five the reason it's good for your health is re- it reduces psychological stress. Word. Stress levels tend to decrease like when engaging in BDSM activities. In the same 2009 study previously mentioned, Researchers found bottoms and tops, submissive and dominant, Word. consistently had lower levels of cortisol after engaging in bondage compared to before. This is attributed to BDSM's nature of experience, experiencing physical intensity while letting go of judgment, expectation, and anxiety in sexuality. Okay. <laughs> Would you agree? Do you feel less stressed after you have a session, a scene? I feel like it good, took a good jog. Like, it's, like, mm, it's just like yoga. Well, com- oh my god, they were just about to compare it to yoga. <laughs> like legit, girl. That was Does it dog. feel that way? Because you also do yoga. You're a big yogi. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love. Oh my god, it. would you compare yoga to having a little session? Well, yes. does rolling over with a cigarette and falling asleep count? Um, Word. Yeah, you, I, you know, for me, there. after I, you know, I feel closer to my partner after I've had a session, of course. And closer to yourself? Mm-hmm. It's cathartic. Mm-hmm. It releases a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, the final reason that is good for your health is it reduces anxiety. Mm. They say the sexual enjoyment of giving or receiving pain. It's just like a Xanax. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to promote, <laughs> I didn't want to promote drug use here. Uh, uh, you can. <laughs> okay. Uh, I fucked with Xanax hard. Where's the Zanny bars, honey? Leave some here on the booty. That's the booty. what's Leave up. them Ooh, in the booty. I'm leaving these holes go in front of me, honey. A little Xanax hole. If you, kids, if you kids could see this white ass of vagina looking at me in the face. Oh, my God. We Posted it on our Instagram. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of things, it's our honey. Out. We I'm need like, a few of them. I want to put my finger in again. So I'm like, ooh, oh. Because this is diversity. But it doesn't crowd feel here. any different. Than, it doesn't feel any different than an asshole. Yeah, oh. I mean, oh look at that. Assholes are tighter. It's just tighter, but it feels like the same size. It feels literally like okay. I've to be fair, I've had my finger in a vagina before, and it feels the same way as an asshole. Oh, assholes are tighter. From what I heard, but yeah, it's but, depending on who's asshole. Assholes are tighter. Right. I like men's <laughs> assholes, actually. Mm. That's a whole other topic we're going to get into. So, Tony, we will be with us next week. Wait, I didn't finish <laughs> this final thing. Oh, yes. Go. Are, like, have you ever pegged anyone? I have. I love pegging. Oh, my God. I did peg Pegging someone. is awesome. It is awesome. I love... To see a man give up power is, like, so sexy. Mm. 
awesome. Like when they have you ever just... seen them cry <laughs> during sex or no? When you peg them, no. See that I would make me happy. <laughs> okay. That would get that would get rid of my social anxiety. Ava just is like she's jealous of the I'm way just, I can You know, I'm going through a bad breakup. So you want to see him cry? No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, but you know what's so funny is that I was, <laughs> I think there's so much taboo with that, especially with trans girls, which, you know, which really demystified it for me mm-hmm. when I, when I started seeing porn and I just re- discovered this whole word of pegging and I was like, well, uh, oh, hold up, what's the difference? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's funny, I, like for me, cause I never did that before I had my surgery and then now I ha- actually did it like, after your surgery. Did it after my surgery. Hi, wasn't that a bit of a mind fuck though? It was- I felt so free because I finally felt comfortable, you know, because I wasn't comfortable Oh, I can see that. I can see that. But Which is so I funny because I finally got comfortable. I can see that. Yeah. I can understand that. And I can I completely really understand that yeah. because that, that, that thing is a way. Right. But for, for me, me for yeah, me. but for me, it's like when I would see this and I was, and I started to see pegging videos and I was like, well, oh, okay. Oh, all right. But I think the thing about that, if I can, if I can just throw this in here the problem why you felt okay was because you weren't fetishized for that thing you see what i mean you weren't fetishized because i think a lot of trans women are like fetishized that's the that's the only thing about them that is special Mm. you know well i felt like i was more in tune with my femininity it was a weird way because i felt like i don't know okay it, it's different because I I felt really uncomfortable to the level like you know not all girls get surgery because they're right. comfortable with themselves and right. I just was one of these girls who was not I just was not comfortable. You don't have to just explain it. You just got surgery for yourself in the story. Yeah, but that but yeah. that thing that made me feel more comfortable with right. my own body made me feel more comfortable to, to do that because yeah. it wasn't challenging my femininity right. or it wasn't challenging well, what see, I is, saw myself or the, something. You, this is the thing that I think a lot of... I talk to my best friend a, a lot about this because to be really real, um, it's a big thing, the surgery. I, I really don't... I think a lot of people are, aren't really honest about that surgery. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you choose not to go that route, I still think you're still made to feel uncomfortable about not doing it in a lot of ways. That's the thing that and I think we're all, as girls, as yeah. trans girls, we're like struggling to communicate about. Yeah, we're struggling to communicate about it. And I'm having less shame talking about it. Yeah. Well, that's good because I feel like, and also people don't understand... There's trans women who go through the surgery and there's trans women who don't go through the surgery. And it doesn't mean you're less of a woman, more of a woman, or anything like that. And I, that's 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 them to figure out. That's not, not even figure out. That's none of their business. But I, you know, that's more of it. It's so individual. Yeah. It's completely individual. It's so individual. And, and also... But here, like I now have, we're talking I have, about I have, pegging. I have very... Or, we're talking about pegging since we're talking about sex. But I've, it's great I, that we're talking about it from two different... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I also feel like um, trans women really need to be open and have this dialogue. It's 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 even taboo among us. Mm. Yeah, which is really a crazy thing. Like we expect everyone to accept us, and we still haven't done the work on ourselves. And so that surgery is 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 a complicated thing. Mm. You know, I always felt 
you know, I talk to my best friends about it and how you're getting to that place. I don't feel any less feminine at all about my body. Right. Um, so if I choose, so, no so if it. I chose to engage in someone in that sexual way, um, I wouldn't feel any less feminine because I'm doing a sexual act. I don't attach my self-esteem to acts. So then, what would make what would make you question even getting that surgery if you felt com- if you feel comfortable with yourself and your femininity and who you are as a woman? Well, I think the first thing that a lot of you know, my best friend used to always say, you need to be okay with you, do what you want. But all of those insecurities you're feeling before surgery should be dealt with before you do the surgery. I know some people the surgery yeah. makes them more okay with who they are, mm-hmm. but I want to be okay before I do any of that shit. Word, mm-hmm. of course, absolutely, exactly. absolutely, because you don't want to go in there thinking it's going to be the magic Every, pure yeah, because exactly. because That's a pussy answer, does not change anything. No, 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 no. It, it's, it shouldn't be the answer to anything. A pussy, you just and you know they make you know pussies like McDonald's. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, over is 30 number, days. Is that, is that the number two? <laughs> it's the number five with oh, ex- extra large. Extra, yeah. <laughs> with Mine extra house house. number yeah. two double, like, you know, super size. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, the. I think there's a lot of fantasy with trans women that your life will be better if you have a vagina. But they, and, and you know, I, and now that I'm meeting a lot of trans girls, they're like, oh, I just want to be a regular girl. I was like, okay, what part of the regular girl experience would you like? The second class citizen part, the fighting for women's rights parts, the work, now women are fighting, you know, having to deal with abortion issues, domestic violence, not making in the same amount of money. You know, because I think but a lot of... having a pussy doesn't, having doesn't a pussy even change that because we're treated the change, same way no matter the same what way. the fuck we have a pussy or not. People see my face... We're not face, treated that way. Yes. And we, we have to do with a lot of same shit. We have, no to deal, we have to deal with what cis Doesn't women matter. deal with and our shit. Like, I'm personally exhausted. Yeah, so can you imagine <laughs> yeah. what a cis woman, so a trans woman. Well, I, dealt with you know a, what? I, I dealt with somebody who literally was so disrespectful to me this week. Yeah. So disrespectful as a woman, as a businesswoman, as someone who questioned my talent and my... Yes. Whole shit. This one week in a, in a twenty minute meeting, yeah, and I had to be a fierce bitch without looking like a psycho, yeah, and like school this motherfucker down. So I, I mean, I do with that in my workplace relationships, yeah. everything. We're always gonna be fucking challenged. And having Doesn't a pussy does what. not take. And and you said something to me once, Nomi, that I was trying to put into words, or that I've said to myself: trans women, we have a high tolerance for pain. Yeah. Like the shit that, you know, no disrespect to cis women, but uh, the psychological warfare, the physicality, that the shit that we have to do surgery-wise, society-wise, relationship-wise, just getting up every day, having to go out in the world. Yeah, it's not. It's a lot of pain. The bear. And some people could say, well, you chose this life. It's like, yeah. It's not a choice, No, you, no a it choice. is a choice. I chose this life no, over let death. No, let me tell you something. Me, it is a I choice. Think. The choice is to live authentically or inauthentically. That's the choice. Right, right. Do you want to live your truth? Or not. Or you have you, the choice. You can you can choose to live your... your I mean, there's so many people who do not live their truth. What do you mean so many people? 98.9% of people live don't live their truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, well we notes. can go on and on and on. <laughs> But let me just read this last. Oh, she got text this one. She got text. She got text. I have, I have text. 
Just she got text, girl. All right, all right, Miss Brontosaurus, the Theosaurus, the Thosaurus. Go ahead, girl. So like, I like to get punched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I I'm can take a good I'll one. I'll trip her down backwards. There are people out there that want to know how the the benefits of BDSM, the sexual enjoyment of giving or receiving pain. How did this conversation go from club culture to sex? That's us. Welcome to our world. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Talk- so since we're talking about pain, let's talk about it. The sexual enjoyment of giving or receiving pain can actually reduce anxiety, even for the most anxious of souls in the bedroom. A study found the practice of S&M alters blood flow in the brain, mm-hmm. which can lead to an altered state of consciousness similar to a runner's high, which you mentioned, or yoga. Oh, yoga. This one here. Mm-hmm. Tranquility is felt due to the high that is caused by the lack of blood flow to the area, therefore reducing anxiety. You know, sometimes I wake up and have a nice green tea. <laughs> <laughs> so all this fucking pain can maybe lower our anxiety levels at some you know, point. Sometimes it's like a cigarette, you know? You did, am I going to have a cigarette? Am I going to take yogurt? Or am I going to just get, you know, donkey punch. a little chunky punch? Yeah, a donkey little donkey punch. Okay, well, for people out there, can you explain what's a donkey punch? Yeah. Because there was a movie called Donkey Punch that I actually Okay, so donkey punch is when you're getting fucked from behind and at the moment of orgasm, someone... You punch them in the back of the neck. <laughs> God, I've always wanted to do that. Like literally, when someone's coming. <laughs> usually, when someone. Usually, like when, legit, that means math to peg though. <laughs> usually, when someone's coming, you punch them in the fucking back of the throat. Oh fuck! Hot. Really? I wouldn't do it. Have you? Wait, no, have you, you haven't done, done it? it. Have you no. had it done to you? No, I. Have I, you done it to somebody? No. I Lies like, and deception. I have it's like, no. no. Why you have this really crazy? Th- have you been choked to the point of like what, when you're about to come? I've heard of this with a cock or of, or of hands. With like with the hands where they like cut off your breathing passage right when you're about no, to come. No, see, I don't go that deep. Mm-hmm. Accidentally, almost that happened to me. <laughs> it was I've done, in I the had, heat I've of passion. A, I've had a little bit done, and it's really great. If yeah, it has to be really like slow. It has to be. It's, it's a like, slow yeah, build. It's a slow burn. It's a slow build. It's a slow build. Yes. So, yeah, so Honey's single. You can find her on Instagram. Oh <laughs> my god! She's also playing a Coachella. <laughs> oh my god! She's playing Coachella. <laughs> Honey is playing Coachella with she fucking Beyonce. Punchy. Yeah, with Beyonce. Well, she's pregnant now, so she's not playing. Well, she's supposed to be playing still. So. She's and too you know, busy buy- shopping at. Michael's and you know what's so funny? TMZ contacted my agency and wanted Four. a quote about that. No, no, oh, wow. that's amazing. Girl. I was like, Wait, she's not playing she announced that she's not playing because yeah i think from she's, what I heard, she's still no she's playing. doing the grammys i heard she's still performing at coachella how is she going like she's, how is she she's going to car- be like that'll be the second car- trimester she's carrying you know, two people she in her stomach pull stuns and she'll do like a acoustic show girl knowing her she has like a live like a i don't know some tupac shit with like the, the hologram, hologram. <laughs> And then yeah. to have a hologram well, anyway, or two infant so baby. So Honey's taking Beyonce's spot. You should all get tickets to Coachella. It's April what? You are blonde enough. 12 and 19. <laughs> she has the same hairstyle right now. April 12 and 19. I don't carry hot sauce in my bag. I'm going to be there, girl. Oh. So wherever your hotel room is, I'm going to be staying there with you. <laughs> oh, Lord. So you're not going to get laid. <laughs> no one's going to keep watching on this trip. I don't know, Honey, because with you, you're good at procuring... Boy, I, I get you laid. Give you me props. Me, yeah, I give you props. I get honey oh, laid. That's oh, I true. Get, I get everyone laid. Give that's me props. True. I get, that's okay, true. Girl, that's give true. Me props. I'll, I'll let you be my wing woman. It's all good. I'm like, right. I yeah. get everyone laid Whatever. all the time. Tell me we'll get your ass laid. Cheers. 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 Taking it all right. right. Well, 
on that note, I see you in the clinic on Monday. Thank you so much. We've been trying to get you here forever. For the truth, and we wish you luck. I could tell Yes, yes, I'm gonna be there getting everyone laid. Absolutely. And now we're gonna leave you off with some freestyle. Our tradition is back. We kind of skipped it last we week. We skipped it last week because it was really heavy. Because we went out. <laughs> we went so in. We, we went in. So this week. What do we got? We got uh, Will to Power. Dreaming. Dreaming. Let's do it. Dreaming. Bye. Bye, babes. Love you. You're listening to Allegedly NYC.
You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly.